Hello, listeners. Thank you all so much for joining me for another episode of Story Station. We are also joined by another guest who is honestly almost not even a guest anymore because they've already been on here and done their thing. But as you see, we have Sierra London in the house. So hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much for welcoming me back to the Story yes. Station. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, I told you, you can come back anytime you want. And I reached out to you this time around because I was like, ma'am, uh, you are on season five of something beautiful. And I, I need you back on the show real quick. And you're like, okay. <laughs> so thank you for your time because I know you're about to go into your hibernation mode for good reason. And we're going to get into that a little bit later. Having said all that, we have missed you on the podcast, but luckily you are still hard at work, writing, doing your thing. Uh, we definitely yes. got to talk about your background because you got a lot going on, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good thing. That That is a good thing because you're, you're out here doing that. And honestly, I like your background because you letting people know. I see USA Today bestselling author back there. I see all the... Just step to the side so there you go. Let the people see. Listen, best selling author. There it is. There it is. Get out of there. Get right out of there. there. <laughs> right there, y'all. Like this woman is doing it all. So for those who don't know you just yet, please go ahead, let them know who you are, what it is that you write, and why I'm like trying to keep the fangirl to a minimum. <laughs> okay. Well. Uh, you've already said my name, Sierra London, but I am the writer of what I call Heroines You Know, Heroes You Love, and Romance You Feel. So I love writing stories about everyday women, women that you know, that you would see, that would be a part of your, your life, that you would want to be your friends, um, heroes that you love, um, men with the type of qualities that we all appreciate. You know, that they are strong, protective, but yet there's room in their lives for a woman who brings the same thing to the table, a very capable woman, you know, that she's not tripping and falling all the time, that she can truly balance her life and stand on her own two feet, but that there's room for love in her life. And um, I've been at this for, oh man, um, I think seven years. I think approaching seven, yeah, approaching seven years. And I have several series, though. I know a lot of people, I came on their radar with my Lunchtime Chronicles series. There it is. There's Bay. There it is. Which way to roll? There you there go, right there. There's Bay. Hey, Hey, Yes. Yeah, they're short, hot, sexy stories that all feature what that little lunchtime tryst, right? They, they all have a lunchtime scene in it. And, but my first set of books was actually up in the corner. And there that's it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ava and Logan started it all for me. And honestly, I thought I only had one story to tell until I told their stories. And then more started coming to me. And no, I was you didn't. surprised. You really honestly, thought Chasing Ava was going to be it for you. I did. I just wanted <sighs> to... <laughs> write Ava and Logan's story because they were talking to me so much mm -hmm. and I'm like just write it down and I don't know if I shared this with you but when I wrote the draft of that book mm -hmm. it was like a hundred and ten thousand words because oh I just gosh. wrote you just I wrote, just wrote. Yeah. Wow, you wrote a long novel, like just swinging out the gate. You're like, I need to tell yes. their stories. They won't leave me alone. <laughs> yes, I just now the finished product is probably close to 70, 75. But yeah, I spent a lot of time with those two characters. So and I know there are probably other writers out there like me that just let the characters tell you their whole story. Mm -hmm. And then you figure out what readers might want to read. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I just let them have control and I, and I'm thankful that I did that. I know better now because that's a lot of words to cut, but that I is. am thankful that I did that the first time around. <laughs> I love that. And like looking back now, like your whole background, it talks about everything that you've done, like in like a combination of everything. How does that feel knowing that you thought you only had one story in you and you have gone on to create not one but several series 
And now yeah. you're out here doing all these incredible things. How does that feel? I need to know. <laughs> so, you know, at first, when you're working, and I'm going to say the same thing, like when I was working before I started writing in my traditional employment, sometimes mm -hmm. you don't realize how much you're doing until somebody else points it out. Mm -hmm. And my writing career was very much like that. When I wrote Ava and Logan's book, and then Ava was like, well, I want you to talk about my best friend, Lena and Jana. And then, oh, there's also this other girl we kind of roll with that's on the side. She want to say something too. I did not realize that was there. But once it came to me, I'm like, well, just keep going. And when I first started writing, I planned it out. I'm like, okay, I want to run it like a business, right? But I might only just sell one sandwich. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like I only sell ribs. Like I only got one rib and that's <laughs> Ava and Logan. I got one rib to sell. I don't have anything else on the menu, but I want to run it still like a business, right? I want to put my best foot forward. Mm -hmm. And I'm very glad that I did that because when the other story started to come, I had a framework and it wasn't as haphazard sometimes if, you know, you step into something like, I want to write this one book and I want to put it out there and then just see what happens. Yes. And mm -hmm. I'm glad that I didn't do that. Like, uh, I'm having a hot flash, y'all, with this spotlight on me. But, you know, I'm like, okay, I have a newsletter. I have a Facebook presence. I'm interacting with other people in the industry. I'm going to writing conferences. Mm -hmm. And that's what I mean about working it like a business. Like if you had a business, you would network with other business partners, right? Yeah. And mm -hmm. so I'm glad that I didn't wait to do that. Like mm -hmm. even while I was writing Ava and Logan and I decided, you know what? I really want to publish this book. I want to share this story with other people. I'm like, you should connect with other authors. You should go learn more about writing. You should yeah. learn more about craft. And that's what I mean about just setting yourself up for success. Mm -hmm. Because one of the things you'll learn if you're like me, you know, I don't have a writing background. I don't have an English background other than speaking it. So, <laughs> so, you know, it's nice when you take the time to connect with people who can really mentor you mm -hmm. because the longer you're in this career, you realize, man, I should have done this differently in book one or, or book two. And there's always a part of you that wants to go back and fix stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you don't really jack it up too bad at the beginning, you don't have as much of that to do. Mm -hmm. You know, like I've changed the cover on Ava and Logan's book. My, my branding has tightened up. Um, what I know about cover design, about editing, proofreading, all those things have grown with mm -hmm. every book that I've written. And I didn't know that at the beginning. But I'm glad that I took the time to connect with people who could help me and say, mm -hmm. hmm, you might want to tighten that up with the next book, like fix it in this one and tighten it up before mm -hmm. I had 10, 12 books out there that I'd have to do that for. Yeah, because that, so that's that can add up. <laughs> yes, it adds up very quickly. Y'all don't even listen. You, you inspiring and you aspiring authors listen to what she is telling y'all because she is dropping gym after gym right now because listen once you get into it and you think you have just that one story then you realize you you got like maybe 10 20 more or a series or two in you you that's when you start to see the mechanics behind it all and I I completely agree yeah. with everything you said because as an author myself, you start seeing things and you're just like, dang, I'm, I'm glad I did this. But, you know, next time I kind of want to see yes. how this will work. Or you see how someone you admire does something and you're like, hmm, how That's come so that works so well for them? Let me see if I want to try that. And it might not work. It might, it might do work. You never know. But I love how you went yes. in and immediately said, I'm treating it like a business, even if it is just one book. Even if it is just that one yeah. rib. Now you out here selling rib platters, yeah. fries, catfish, <laughs> and you got everybody. Just listen. <laughs> and I was like, of course she would use a food analogy because that just that's a perfect segue into Lunchtime Chronicles. Cause like with that, you you getting everything. 
you getting appetizers. Well, I'm from the or, south, and we love good food. So listen, <laughs> we like thick and cut meats around here. You get all of that, and then some in Lunchtime Chronicles, y'all. So I know the story about how Lunchtime Chronicles came to be, but I love hearing it from you. So I want you to tell us a little bit about how you came into Lunchtime Chronicles. And by the way, you're on season five. Season five is yes. out right now, y'all. So yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. So if you have not read the Lunchtime Chronicles, I want you to go and pick up a Lunchtime Chronicle because they are addictive, just like good food, right? Like that yeah. one rib, right? I'm gonna eat one potato chip, one rib. And okay. then on all the sandwich and you licking the sauce off the paper. That's lunchtime. <laughs> in a nutshell, that is lunchtime. And I love it because it they is. are short and it, it, it's the perfect snack for your yeah. day, your week is just perfect. Yeah. So I, the story about lunchtime has actually evolved mm -hmm. and how I got to lunchtime actually started with a group project. Now mm -hmm. I've already shared, shared with you all. And I think Nisi, you appreciate this too. Mm -hmm. Connecting with other authors in your genre. And that's mm -hmm. important, you know, in your genre can catapult your career to the next level. Okay. Um, it's just like when you find that right formula, what for your makeup, for your hair, for your outfits, like, I know this looks good on me. That's what it's like when you find your author tribe. Like, mm -hmm. I know this looks good on me. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it makes everything about your career. It amplifies it. Mm -hmm. And so when I got to lunchtime, when I decided to create this series, I want to say I had maybe been in six or seven group projects by then. Mm -hmm. Okay. Lunchtime started, launched in 2019. And what I loved about group projects was one, the power of authors working together to launch one another's career to the next level. But I'm also a lifelong student. And I love what I learned from other authors through the process of developing each book project. Mm -hmm. And I learned some lessons, some of them wonderful and delicious, others very nasty, and I don't repeat them. But <laughs> when it came to lunchtime, I said, you know what? I really think I've learned some best practices. Mm -hmm. And I want to be the type of business owner that helps other business owners. I want lunchtime to be a launch pad, right? Not just for authors, but readers are always looking for great books, right? Mm -hmm. And every author is a reader and readers come to want to know what we read. What, what are you reading? Yeah. Like, <laughs> tell me what you're reading. Who did you learn from? Who are some of your favorite authors? And to put those two things together, like some of my favorite authors and great stories at the same time. And that was a part of the model for lunchtime. I was sitting around with my mom down in Florida. That's where I'm from. We're watching the Wendy Williams show together. I'm like, mama, this is a hot mess. How you watch this? How you watch this? Like, this lady is a mess. And she was like, I love Wendy. She's just spilling tea <laughs> on everybody. And she was really engrossed in this. And I'm down there visiting and I end up watching this stuff with her for several days. And I'm like, I kind of like this messy stuff too. Let me see yeah. what else. You know, who Let she's me sit on down. Pop yes. Yes. I know, like, this is absolutely none of my business. I need to have no opinions on these people's lives, but I do because when yeah, here I am, so. full of opinions. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And so our mascot, Messy Mandy, was kind of born out of me and mom sitting around talking about Wendy Williams. This show is absolutely crazy. Why is she making judgment calls on everybody's life and all up in their business? And so I shared it with, some of my author friends at the time, it was Zyla Turner, Rihanna Mallory, and mm -hmm. Olivia Gaines. And we had just come out of a group project together, the Lady Guardians. And mm -hmm. that was a female motorcycle series. And it was ending. 
we had done three seasons together and it was ending. So I pitched lunchtime and they was like, let's do it. (laughs) And we had shirts made. We had our lunchtime watches on and we were all going to IRAE. So Interracial Author Expo, which Mm -hmm. is a wonderful venue for authors who write interracial romance created by uh, the original OG, Kasana Dwight. So if you haven't read Kasana's mm-hmm. book, you need to go read him because she's a fabulous writer and a beautiful person. Mm-hmm. And I asked her if it was okay if we introduced lunchtime during the conference. Mm-hmm. And if you could have seen the readers <laughs> when we came out with our t-shirts on, with messages yes. on it, and our watch on, and I wrote the first book in the series, which was Whipped. Whipped is actually the first book in the series, mm-hmm. and it was a giveaway. And I was like, just read it and tell us what you think, if you like it and if you want more. <laughs> and there was about 100 people there, so 100 people got a book for free. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them read it that night. Of course. <laughs> they gave it away like on a Friday, and by Saturday, they had read it. And it was like, oh my goodness, when is more coming? Mm-hmm. IRAE happens in the spring, like April, May timeframe. And then the season kicked off in October. And we just dominated that <laughs> fall. Like books ranking out in Amazon, us ranking out in the top 100 author list and all of Amazon. Like even we were surprised <laughs> at how well um, readers receive lunchtime. And mm-hmm. it just hasn't stopped. Yeah. I love that. 2019, yeah. and now you're still going strong, that first book. So y'all really yeah. went out there, showed out, and gave out 100 books. That I did not yeah. know. Because that is something that yes. a, I'm still new at this. And I don't like giving away nothing. Because I know how much everything costs now. So I need to know, how was that like when you were giving people books like, what were your expectations because of the venue that you were in? How how did y'all think this was really going to okay. go down? <laughs> so it was actually ebooks. It was a download code. So what oh. we did was we okay. made postcards. We yes. made postcards with the book cover on it. So I'd had the first book cover made. Mm-hmm. And that's why Whip says special edition, right? So oh. we had the book cover made. And mm-hmm. on the back, you had to stop by each author's table that was in the series. So that's Zyla Turner, Rihanna Mallory, Olivia Gaines. Mm-hmm. And when you did, you had to come back with your card filled out. Mm-hmm. And you got a lunch bag. And it had one swag <laughs> item about our books that were coming out in the fall because we already knew the titles. Mm -hmm. So Olivia James, her book was called Bento Box, is called Bento Box. Mm -hmm. And so she gave out chopsticks and cute little cookies and stuff like that. And I had lunch bags ordered. I think I had ordered like 150 lunch bags and we stuffed all this swag in it and everybody at IRAE that wanted a lunch bag had a lunch bag Mm -hmm. with lunchtime stuff in it. So we Mm -hmm. were ready. Like we really thought it through and Mm -hmm. at the time like we just wanted it to be fun yeah but I can tell you readers make a difference Mm -hmm. who would have thought 100 readers and I can't say that everybody read the book but we did give it to everybody everybody had the Mm -hmm. download code but let's say 100 people or less liked Mm -hmm. the book and said yes give us more And then they helped us promote lunchtime when the Mm -hmm. season dropped. They was like, I remember. I got the free book. Let me go back and read it. Let Mm -hmm. me go back and read it and then go on to the next one. And that's the power of connecting with your readers. Mm -hmm. We're getting to know your readers. And I know it's hard, especially when you get started to say, I'm going to give away something. Mm -hmm. But... After being in the room with authors who make six and seven figures, I'm not there yet. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't make six figures yet. I'm I'm the 20 20 books K people. (laughs) The 20 books 50 K people. Yes. Yes. And that is very doable. So Mm -hmm. yes, you can do 20 books to 50 K plus more. Mm -hmm. But that's just the beginning. And I'm moving on. Mm -hmm. But what I will say is talking with them, There are authors who make seven figures now that say, I've given away over a half a million books. 
over half a million copies of my book because your best sales tool is your book. It's Mm -hmm. your words. So if you can get your book in enough Mm -hmm. people's hands, you'll Mm -hmm. hit a tipping point. Yeah. We'll hit a tipping point and it will sell all of your books if they like Mm -hmm. your voice. So once you have enough books in your catalog, Mm -hmm. you do want to, you know, look at your promotion plan. When are you doing giveaways? When are you doing freebies? When Mm -hmm. are you doing launches? All of this is a part of your success. Yeah. And it goes back to what you said. You, in the beginning, you wanted to run it like you would a business to put your best foot forward. And it's scary. Not going to lie. I'm I'm there on the line. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. I have to agree. I have to agree because I've seen the results. And again, Y'all have put together a beautiful series. I, I love short stories. Again, I, I live for short stories. So I I salute you. I'm giving you your flowers because I can only imagine what it would must have been like to be in the audience then and then see y'all come strolling in like, we got this. You just, just to trust that it's your story so was fun. so good. Oh, oh, I wish I could have been so there. So much fun. <laughs> Yeah. So much fun. And a lot of the authors in that room have gone on or connected with IRAE have gone on to be in the series. Mm-hmm. And I'm honored by that. You know, yeah. I'm honored that we have built a platform where authors can come together, can work together, establish even better working relationships mm-hmm. and take their career to the next level. Like mm-hmm. we've had authors in this series that didn't have independent books in self-published mm-hmm. books until lunchtime. Sonia yeah. B was one of those authors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenya Wright was one of those authors. We have hybrid authors like um, Kenya Wright and Casey Martin and 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 Dahlia Rose. Like mm-hmm. we have, we run the gamut, mm-hmm. and to even be able to attract talent like that to a series is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Because really they've is. seen the work that you did. They saw the foundation and they're like, I want it. And that to me, I think is the highest compliment when someone sees it like, I want it. How do I, <laughs> who do I need to talk to <laughs> to get in? Yeah. So that is super dope. But I, I want to talk about season five because okay. I, my, my one click list, like literally I'm putting Amazon in timeout because <laughs> that one click button ain't <laughs> nothing to play with. So what, what can you tell us just a little bit, just a taste of what you have written for season five? Yes. Okay. So <laughs> I actually kicked off season five, which I don't mm-hmm. always do. Sometimes I give other authors a chance to kick it off. So I kicked off season five with my book, Peaches and Cream, and it's mm-hmm. actually book four mm-hmm. in my Protectors of the Governor Hotel series. So it's got a whole lot of romance, but a little touch of bad boy mafia in it, right? Just a sprinkle. So, just, just a sprinkle. Enough where you can say, okay, I can invite him over. And he won't shoot up everybody. And I love yeah. him. But I tell you, my book, Peaches and Cream, for this season, I absolutely love Gabriel. He is my bad boy hero. And when you meet him on the page, he is so delicious from page one. I mean, Empress He's delicious Walker, from the book cover. So yes, he is. It's a beautiful here. cover. Yes. yes, I thank Dar Albert for that. She's been our cover designer since book one. Mm-hmm. But I will say that Gabriel is the type of gentle alpha mm-hmm. that you would want to meet in real life. He mm-hmm. is a man that is your ride or die from the moment he connects with you. Mm-hmm. but you know what he's not gonna bully you around mm-hmm. like empress is very much her own woman she he gives her the space to be who she is to make her decisions he's not forcing her into this relationship they lead each other to the right answer mm-hmm. and that's what i love about him and in this world my my story is almost like if you've ever seen Red with Bruce Willis and John Wick with Keanu Reeves. So it's like a mashup of John Wick's world and Red because my heroes are older and they're retired, but they are just like John Wick. And Ooh. so if you love a character, like once you hit that button and you say, baby, I need some help. 
He's like, oh, click, click. That's click, it. Click. Where we I'll going? Be back before dinner. <laughs> where we going? Yeah. Just show me where to aim. And <laughs> you had me at John Wick because I love me some Keanu Reeves. Listen, that he is just a touch crazy, but still charismatic and cool. And oh. Yes. And mm, that's what I that. love about the men at the Governor Hotel. So if you have not read that series, it actually starts with Salt Shaker. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to Italian Ice, Corso De Luca, which was mm-hmm. also a group project. I think it yeah. was my ninth group project that made USA Today, which is my third time making the list. Mm-hmm. Um, USA Today and then Peaches and Cream. Now so, for y'all listening, okay, Salt Shaker, all the Lunchtime Chronicles, the only one that was not part of the Lunchtime Chronicles was, again, another group project. So for y'all yeah. keeping up, that's quite a bit of series. She still has Chasing, Chasing Ava. Then she has Lunchtime Chronicles. And then on top of that, she's created a series within a series. This is why I have yeah. to give you your flowers because that <laughs> just blows my mind. Like, how are you able to interweave like these stories in while still keeping up with like the theme and the elements that make the Lunchtime Chronicles what it is. <laughs> so I think that's one of the beautiful things about writing fiction, right? Mm-hmm. Like looking at how your story worlds can interconnect mm-hmm. or where's the cross section between the characters. And if you've read any of my books, mm-hmm. all of them intersect regardless of what they are. You know, if you've read The Bachelors of Shell Cove, you know that Lucy's shop in lunchtime is actually in Shell Cove, right? Mm -hmm. If you've read the Forbidden series, you know that my firefighters from Commanding Heat and Chasing Flames is the brother of one of the Forbidden um, Vow characters, right? So they're Mm -hmm. all related. And so that is one of the ways in how I challenge myself. Like, how do I create story worlds where my readers can keep seeing their favorite characters, where mm-hmm. I don't necessarily have to let them go quietly into that good night, right? You can still see glimpses of them. Mm-hmm. Um, even um, I also dabble in um, police procedural or crime fiction, like The Last File, up, where is it? It's up here, right? right here, the last yeah. File. <laughs> Yeah, and she is the bodyguard that Logan hires to protect Ava in his final book, right? In Consuming Logan. So all of the story worlds connect. Mm-hmm. And it and it's actually fun for me. It's fun mm-hmm. for me to see which one of my characters may pop up in another series. I, I enjoy that. doing that. That sounds like so much fun. Like you get to play in this world that you created. And then every so often you get an invite to someone else's world. Like, okay, I'll work on your anthology. That gives me a chance to kind of expand and see what else I can do in the world that I've created and that my readers have come to know and love. And that is just, that's a testament to how awesome you are. So, well, I mean, I'm always learning. I'm always yeah. learning. And um, I think my readers challenge me too. Like mm-hmm. they give me ideas in lunchtime. Um, since I started a lunchtime series, I always do a contest or a mm-hmm. giveaway where a reader has the opportunity to be in my books. Yes. So, you know, if you read Jolly Rancher, you know, my reader, Christine is, <laughs> she's one of the heroines in the book. You know, she's mm-hmm. married with the husband and Mandy and Diesel interact with her. If you've read, um, the protectors, you know, Danny, who's the only female assassin mm-hmm. in the book, is based on one of my readers. And then in Peaches and Cream, Jada, the heroine's sister, was mm-hmm. created by Martha Ruff, who's uh, one of my assistants that helps me um, get the books out into the world. So mm-hmm. I enjoy that too, because they give me the names, they tell me sometimes what they want the characters to look like and their qualities. And so trying to weave somebody into my stories that I didn't create myself, yes, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. It is a lot of fun. And I do not tell them how I'm going to use this character. So they have to read it. I'm like, okay, you've given me your name and your details. Yes. So what I do with them, like, yeah. Listen, we just it's above me it. now. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So I love that too. You know, it's fun. Like, I feel like I'm on a journey with my readers mm-hmm. and, and I don't want it to end. I really don't. 
Like they keep me motivated, you know, they keep me motivated, not just reading my stories, but talking about other stories that they love and introducing me to new authors as well. Mm -hmm. Trust me, I'm, I'm pretty sure that feeling is very mutual. They do not want you to end anytime soon. I'm, I'm sure of it for all of your series, because you you have a way of telling stories that just grips people in right away. And that is not easy to do, especially with a series, because sometimes a series can go on and it's like, okay, you could have ended that in the last book. Or why is there another season of this? Because the last <laughs> one wasn't all that great. Like it could have just went left. And your readers are like, nope, we're going to stick beside her because this is some good stuff. <laughs> yeah, and that's a good feeling because each book, and you're a writer, so you know, it feels brand new. You're like, yeah. have I ever done this before? Like, Why what? am I still doing this? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. I'm like, this story was so good in my head, but what are these awful words on the page? Yeah. Like, It was so good up here. It was beautiful. Like, what happened? You tapping your brain, like, where is it? <laughs> Where is it? Where did you go? <laughs> you wake up in the middle of the night and they're talking to you. And then you sit in front of the computer. It's like, oh, you know, so now y'all quiet? Oh, y'all ain't got nothing to say now. Yes. Have me thinking I'm crazy. <laughs> that is exactly it. Mm -hmm. That is exactly it. Like lately I've been dictating while I do my evening walk. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad I'm doing that because I have to pay attention to where I'm walking because I live in a city, you know, and yeah. it's busy. Please pay and attention. So, yeah, so I have to pay attention. Mm. And sometimes I listen to what I've dictated when I get home. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. That sounds good because I didn't know what I was going to say. But I know it's because I'm paying attention to where I'm going. And I'm just letting the words flow. And I'm not editing them in my head. Mm -hmm. I'm just letting the characters just talk. Yes. And like I was walking this week. Um, it might've been day before yesterday. And I was like, I turned on my phone and I'm walking and I'm like, this scene is going to start with this, 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 and this. And cause I didn't know what I was going to say, mm -hmm. but as I started saying what I wanted the scene to be about, then the dialogue started to come to me in the, in the, and, and just the movement of the characters in the setting. And I was mm -hmm. like, thank goodness. So it, it happens that way. So you you yeah. prefer to actually dictate your stories. Do you sometimes type? Do you handwrite? What what is your preferred method for getting the words? So I do a little bit of both. So I, I sometimes I get stressed mm -hmm. when I think in terms of word count. Like I'm mm -hmm. gonna get five thousand words today, or I'm gonna get seventy five hundred words today. So what I tell myself is, you're gonna do a scene a day. Yeah. However long that scene is, you're going to do a scene a day. So what I'll generally do is I'll dictate the scene for tomorrow mm -hmm. while I'm editing the one that I dictated the day before. So I'll dictate mm -hmm. it. Um, yeah. I use Otter. So, you know, mm -hmm. it transcribes it for me. And then all I have to do is go in and put in the punctuation, clean it up, and then export it and clean it up and keep on moving to the next one. Mm -hmm. So I started with a good old fashioned uh, legal pad, just <laughs> writing my stuff out. That's how I started. Pick one. And, Pick one. Yes. Yes. Pick one. I, <laughs> everywhere. Can y'all see, see my notebook? Where's she at? Well, yeah, we can't see you, so we know it's your notebook. <laughs> ah, there yeah, it is. Yay. Yeah. Here's my notebook. Mm -hmm. and, so, and if I can't get to a notebook, phone. I, I have yes. three of them. I have three phones. So I, I use this one mainly just to type, just to type on. Yes. Now what I cannot do very well when I, um, you know, I, like I said, I dictate, so I have to clean it up. So in yeah. some ways it already goes through a revision while I'm cleaning it up. Right. Mm -hmm. That's the first revision, yeah. but I cannot edit when I go to edit uh, on the computer. I have to print it out. That's a good option though, because you spend so much time looking at the screen. And a lot of people say that it's better to look at your work on a different, uh, like on different material. So if you type it, yes. it's better to look at it in print. Or if you handwrite it, it's better to look at it in EPUB or something like that. And yeah, I, I've made those Office Depot trips too. <laughs> because... Oh my goodness. I, <laughs> so y'all, I'm working on this long book. I already have my, my folders here. So I'm going to show y'all what I do. Because, you know, everybody's got their process, right? Yeah. But I like seeing everyone else's process. 
There it is. Look, <laughs> you always look, disappear. Can y'all see these folders? Yeah. Can y'all see these folders? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they come in different colors. Ooh. I break this down by my book, beginning, middle, and end. I write notes oh. on here when mm -hmm. I go to edit, and then I edit scene by scene. And they each have their own notebook, so I know where I'm going. So I break the whole book down like this. Okay. And I love that. <laughs> I yeah. love that. Because I, yeah. I was thinking of going to Target. Target, you can get like these dollar folders, and they're clear. So you can actually mm -hmm. do like write act one and then just put all of them in there, like all your notes and all that stuff. Okay, this is what I want to happen in this first part. Because I look at, again, music major. So I look at things by acts, like, okay, act one, act two, act three. And then I have the scenes yes. of each act. And it's just like, in my head, it's almost like watching a movie on VHS. Like I have to rewind yes. and I have to go back and it's like, okay, no, I don't like this right here. This should probably not happen or it should be somewhere else. Where do I want it? Absolutely. Okay. So I'm, I'm like going to show y'all what I do. All right. So, so y'all see, y'all see. My I'm getting a, we're getting a masterclass, y'all. Listen. Yeah, you see that, right? So yeah. you see how it's broken down. So there you go. You see those four squares? That's act one, act two A, act two B, act three, each folder. Mm -hmm. And then. They're color coded. So act one is red, act two is yellow, act three is blue, 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 blue. And then I actually put a laminate sheet on it so I can write on this and reuse it. Okay. Yes. I write my notes on it. So you know how you got those little laminate sheets? Put that on your folder. Put the, yep. And you can have, oh my God, because I do it by seeds, but I do it with the yep. colors. <laughs> yep. So that's how I do it. So for all you writers out there, that's my own little crazy process. Mm -hmm. But it keeps Everybody, me organized. Everybody's got a method. And it just goes yes. to show that this one works for you. I love that. Yeah. And the, I'm here for the organization. Because again, my nine to five requires it. You have to be organized and I have to be good at certain yes. things. And I, when I see other people with almost similar methods, I'm like, hmm. Let me try that. Mm -hmm. But I like the yeah. little the little squares where like act one, B one. I haven't gotten that detailed. I just say act one, pray for my editor. Act two, <laughs> act three. <laughs> right here. Well, she she already knows. She she gets she gets Yeah, I, yeah, I do. I like the I I like the three act structure a lot. Like that works for my brain. Mm -hmm. But I do break act two and three into, I mean, act two into rising action and then moving towards the black moment. So it ends up being in two parts. I love that. I love yeah. it. That is so, oh, that's dope. Okay. Listen, <laughs> thank you for the masterclass. Appreciate You're it. You're welcome. <laughs> so before we go, I have to ask, besides all the wonderful things you've already said so far, what is the one piece of advice that you would hope to carry with uh, any new author who is just thinking, okay, I just want to tell this one story and I want to tell it as best as I can. What advice would you give them or what would, what kind of tip would you leave them with? Okay. A couple of things. <laughs> um, trust your process. Okay. There are people out there that say write every day. Let me get if your notes. brain allows you to write every day, go mm -hmm. for it. Mm -hmm. But if your brain doesn't, and you're one of those people who write all weekend long, uh, write first thing in the morning, then that's your process. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nicholas Eric says, whether you write your book in six months or six days, it's still your book. It's still the same book. So trust your process and how you get words on the page. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I would say is, do your best not to compare yourself to other writers. You know, write your book and trust your voice. Trust the story that you want to tell from your perspective, because that's what the other authors are doing too. And mm -hmm. nobody can tell the story that you have to tell better than you can. No one can do that. Mm -hmm. No one can do that, right? So we have people who can make our words better. They can make the sentences better. But the story, the message you're trying to communicate, the very heart of your story, that's all you. That's all you. So trust your words, trust your process, and believe that you can do it. 
believe in yourself. To believe in myself. <laughs> I really do need to write that one down because I I know a lot of other authors feel the same way. Sometimes they think, oh, this this already has been said before. Somebody else does this better. And it, it's hard sometimes to really believe in yourself. So I think that's a, a good note to leave on with the other authors. Now for your readers, what would you like to say to them before you, you go away for your, your hibernation? Because I know that that's happening soon. So what would you like to say to them before you do that? <laughs> um, first, I want to say thank you. Um, thank you and how much I appreciate you. You know, I, I appreciate you investing the time in me because like as an author, you spend a lot of time by yourself, right? Yes. Thinking through your stories, getting your authors on the, you're getting your words on the page. And then you come out your writing cave and you say, guess what? I birthed a new book baby. And you put it in the world and you don't know if people going to think your baby is cute or super ugly. You really don't. You know how you feel about it, but you don't know how other people are going to feel about it. Mm -hmm. And so to have folks that says, I love all your babies. They look all kind of different, but I, I really love them all. Like mm -hmm. that's huge. Yeah, That's huge. And when people take the time, like readers take the time to write reviews. I did a post last week, my my book. I've been in business seven years, y'all. And I my first book, I've, I've had one book that got to 500 reviews this year, like mm -hmm. just a couple of weeks ago. And it blew my mind. It blew my mind because, and I'm a numbers person too, but statistics mm -hmm. say for every 100 books read, you get one review. So to wow. have 500 reviews mm -hmm. on a book is just amazing. Mm -hmm. And it's a book that I put out not seven years ago, but, you know, like last year, not even a full year ago. Yes. So that's huge to me. Mm -hmm. And and I'm just so appreciative because it, it challenges me to mm -hmm. say, okay, what else can I put out there that mm -hmm. what other stories can I tell that people want to consume like that? What yeah. other words, you know, it's only 28 letters in our alphabet. Like, how can I move those 28 letters around to make mm -hmm. people just want to gobble it up and devour it? You know, yeah. like that's exciting. The mm -hmm. same 26 words, I mean, 26 letters. Like, how do I do that? Mm -hmm. So that's, that's where I am. I just want to say thank you. And I love you because you've changed my life. You've changed my life because you embrace my passion right? And you said, give me more. And you embrace the dream that I had for myself and you're helping me to make it a reality. So that's what I would say to my readers. Just thank you. Well, as a reader and a fan, I must say thank you. Thank you for sharing <laughs> your stories and, and saying, okay, I, I thought I had one in me and I have more. And for being brave and working with other people, because I know it, it has to be hard, I think, to work with others sometimes, but the fact that you've done that repeatedly, successfully, and then on top of that, created multiple series, I, I can't thank you enough. Like, you really, you're inspiration for a lot of authors. I don't even think you know how many authors read your work and be like, ma'am. Wow. <laughs> like, I thought I knew a little something, but okay, she knows a little something, something. <laughs> That, that's the beautiful thing about reading books, right? Like mm -hmm. every book you read, you see something that can influence your own craft. Mm -hmm. That, you know, like I love reading stories just to get lost in them. But then when I turn on my author brain, I don't always do that. I yeah. still read for pleasure, y'all. Yes. Pleasure. But mm -hmm. when I turn on my author brain and I'm like, wow, look yeah. at how she revealed that or how he did that or how they did that. Like, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes I just look at a book and I like have it in front of me and I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, you're like a rare diamond. Like, I you're just looking at it, it like you want to examine it even closer. And you're just yes. like, yeah. Like, that's how you know, when, especially with me. Like, I read, I try to read first as a reader and then as an author. And when I get lost in the story, it's like, I'm officially reading for pleasure. This is me as a reader. Yes. And then you go back and you read it as an author. And you're like, that's why I got so hooked as a reader, because I did not see yes. that coming. <laughs> exactly. 
Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm like, wow, the skill mm-hmm. of that. And that's what I even run like with lunchtime, like working with all these different authors and they all bring their A game to the table. You mm-hmm. just learn different, different ways to look at the same puzzle. Like we're all, mm-hmm. you know, we all have that same goal. We're all looking up, right? Mm-hmm. We're all looking yeah. up. Mm-hmm. We're all aiming for the stars. And just to see, you know, like, oh, like this is how I'm going to reach the star. This is how I'm going to do it. I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, why and, didn't I think of that? <laughs> yeah, it's like amazing. And and it's and it's a shared love for mm-hmm. the industry. Yeah. And, and that's what I like too. Like, mm-hmm. I know that we all are trying to sell books, sometimes to the same people, sometimes mm-hmm. not. But but the passion mm-hmm. for the love of words, right? The love mm-hmm. of story is just it's it's a universal connector. It's like our own brand of music, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. It's our melody. Mm-hmm. It's like this is my song, and I want to share it with all of you. So thank you for listening. Yes, <laughs> yes. If yes. you rock and with like, me, join my playlist. <laughs> Yes, exactly. That is that is how it is. You know, mm-hmm. stories connect. Stories connect us. You know, yeah, it really does. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you again for for connecting with me, chatting with me, and for sharing your process. Because I know, like, somebody is probably listening to this later, and they're gonna be like, "Wow, okay, she really did that, and this is her story." And like that, like you said, again, can inspire them to do great things. And I look forward to reading all I can get my hands on this summer as far as Chronicle, Lunchtime Chronicles, because <laughs> like I said, I had to, I literally, I was like, listen, if you press this one click button one more time, <laughs> so yeah. that president, no more. You and Jaleesa, we- Jaleesa West, y'all done got, that's it. Y'all done got all my author money this month. We're done. Hey, look, hey, bye. Thank that's you. <laughs> look, thank you. Because this is our longest season, honestly. My book, Peaches and Cream. Then we have Rihanna Mallory with um, Whiskey Glaze. Um, mm-hmm. Amari Avant with Tequila Sunrise. And then coming Wednesday is mm-hmm. Katie Martin's yeah. um, Chocolate Vanilla Swirl. Y'all and- got everything this season. I was just like, yes. <laughs> I was looking at some of the, the synopsis, like the blurbs. And I said, you know what? I'm going to stop this because I'm going to end up reading these. Like, I need to just go ahead and one click, my heart's content, and then I'm going to read them. <laughs> because I w- otherwise, I would have spent all day just looking now, at that and reading that. I was like, no, don't do this to yourself. Just just click on the ones you're going to read and that's it. Walk away. <laughs> yes. I don't even go to sleep on Tuesday night. I stay up until the clock strikes midnight because mm-hmm. I know that my pre-order is going to hit my Kindle. I bought a brand new Kindle this year. Okay. So I did. I got me a paper white special edition. How? So mm-hmm. I got me a new, <laughs> a new e-reader and I stay up. And by the time the sun comes up, I've already read the lunchtime book for the week. Like I don't even go to sleep because I know I'm going to be anxious and thinking mm-hmm. about something like just stay away and read the book. <laughs> My husband's like, it's Wednesday. I was like, that's right. It's hump day. That's our day. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm reading at midnight. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And what else you got to say about it? <laughs> yes. Yes. So he already knows. He's mm-hmm. like, guess what day it is? It's hump day. That's mm-hmm. our day. <laughs> and that that is very fitting for lunchtime chronicles for it to be Wednesday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, wait, I think that's intentional. Let me. <laughs> that is intentional. That's our day. We claim Wednesday. It's official Wednesday. lunchtime chronicles hub day. So Wednesday. that is our day. So on Wednesdays, you know you will have a new <laughs> book coming from lunchtime every Wednesday during the season. I love that. And y'all, there's still so many more. Like you said, the longest season, I believe you, because what, 50, 50 books now? 51, I think? We'll be at 51 books by the end of this season. That is insane. It is insane. <gasps> it is insane. When we only planned for like two seasons, the third one was a bonus. We only oh, that's so cute. That's so cute yeah. how you plan two seasons. That's real cute. Yeah. It is, it <laughs> We're is just going to let y'all go. <laughs> that's what I mean about readers readers will keep you writing they will keep you creating he's like no no what about this what about that you're like I didn't even think about that that lady don't have no story no 
And he's like, yes, they do. They could do this, this, and this. And I'm like, well, well maybe. I guess, I guess you want something. <laughs> it's the truth. Mm-hmm. It is the truth. Do not sleep on readers and the stories that they have for your characters. Mm-hmm. Do not sleep on readers. When they start talking and saying, I see this, this, and this happening, it, it blows my mind. Every reader has a story in them. Every reader. I believe Everyone. it. See, I really and that do. literally, that is stories. That is, the, that's how we got the name, storage, the story station, because watching daytime soaps. And I've seen yes. some great stories come out of like what soap opera fans have said, like, oh, what about these two characters? Or maybe they could do this and that. And next thing you know, they have their whole trip. It's all on TV. And you're like, see, they were on to something. I thought they were crazy in the forums, but they really went and did it. <laughs> yes. And you're like, finally, I've been telling you to do this. <laughs> see, the power of readers, y'all. Listen, don't sleep on your readers and don't sleep on your, your stories. That's basically today's sermon. <laughs> That is, yes, that is the lesson for today. Do not sleep on your own stories and definitely don't sleep on your readers because readers are so creative. They are so creative. I mean, even I look at how readers sometimes even share our stories. I read their reviews and I'm just amazed. I'm like, have you seen the TikToks? Yes, yes. (laughs) Readers actually got me on TikTok. Yes. I wasn't doing TikTok. I was like, I don't know nothing about no TikTok. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm over I do. Yes. The readers was like, it started with Trista Qualls and Auntie Wiggs. They was mm-hmm. like, uh, yes, we are on TikTok and we dragging you on TikTok, kicking and screaming. So I just love to- it. Well, again, Thank you so much for joining me today. I, it is again, it's always a pleasure having you on here. You be dropping so much knowledge, and I'm just like, I don't have time to absorb it all. I'm gonna have to listen back to it for myself <laughs> because it is so much information. So thank you so much. Thank you all for listening and watching because we actually got to go live today. I'm so happy. I'm like, yay! Yeah. So again, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you all for listening. I'm Kay McCoy, your host, and we are signing off. Until next time, everybody. Bye. (laughs) Bye.